it's a great way to love the city. Mm-hmm. So we all live in the city, and every part of the city affects us. So if you feel there's not enough being done, definitely anybody can come out and contribute. So there's tons of opportunities, um, and I think through all the different things that United Way is doing, you can find something where you feel like, okay, this is where I feel a connection to my city. Today on CPOP Radio, the show about creating pathways out of poverty, we're highlighting citizens that are committed to making a difference. If you live in Los Angeles and want to give back to your community while strengthening your organization, you've come to the right place. I'm Alex. I'm Shivani, and this is CPOP Radio, powered by United Way of Greater Los Angeles. We recently sat down with Caroline Cho and Amelia Kwan, members of our Emerging Leaders Cabinet, to talk about how they're using their talents to create change. We'll discuss everything from putting your money where your mouth is to how the youngest members of boards are the ones driving progress. But first, let's hear from United Way of Greater Los Angeles CEO Elise Buick. Hi, and thanks for listening to CPOP Radio, home of the Creating Pathways Out of Poverty podcast, brought to you by United Way of Greater Los Angeles. I'm Elise Buick, President and CEO of United Way of Greater Los Angeles. Our mission is to permanently break the cycle of poverty for our most vulnerable neighbors, families, students, veterans, and the homeless. Today, you'll hear from a few members of our Emerging Leaders Cabinet. These passionate young professionals are committed to creating lasting impact in Los Angeles by donating their time, money, and unique skills. From volunteering with underserved youth to advocating corporate social initiatives, these leaders create a culture of caring and are always living united. We hope you enjoy. All right. Amy, Caroline, Welcome to CPOP Radio. We're thrilled to have you guys here to talk to us about the next generation of changemakers and philanthropists in Los Angeles. Just wanted to kick it off with some quick bios. Caroline, you're the executive chairwoman of Newbridge Capital, are the youngest member of the United Way of Greater Los Angeles board, plus have five college degrees to your name. Amy, you're a mechanical integration engineer for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory which essentially sounds like you're a rocket scientist. What didn't we mention about you beyond impressive ladies? It's a very generous introduction, Shivani. <laughs> well, it's uh, true. Just calling it like we see it. Well, it's just great to be here today, so we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming down. All right, let's jump right into it. So we're here at United Way of Greater Los Angeles headquarters in sunny downtown Los Angeles. You guys have been involved with the organization for a few years now, Can we first hear about how you heard about us and why you decided to join the fight? Well, United Way has a great brand, and I think it's an international brand, and I think everyone knows about United Way. I don't know if everyone knows what United Way specifically does, but I came to hear about what our United Way does through a fellow commissioner. I currently sit on the City Planning Commission for city of Los Angeles, and John Mack was the one that introduced me to what amazing things that United Way is doing. So it really inspired me, and he got me on the board. And so it's been a very amazing almost three years now of just learning about how integral United Way is to Los Angeles. 
I first heard about the organization uh, through our workplace campaign, actually, um, after I started working at JPL. And it was interesting to me because of the three pillars that United Way espouses. And as my first professional job, you know, you'd get off the highway and you'd see homeless people asking for money at the at the off ramps and I'd read that you're, it's not recommended that you give to panhandlers in that way, um, but do something more organized. And I wasn't quite sure what to do. So when I read about this uh, organization at work and read more into what United Way is doing, it was very interesting to me. So it's almost like you were encountering a problem in your everyday life and wanted to do something about it. Didn't quite know how, but this opportunity came to you. Right. That's so serendipitous. And so, Caroline, you mentioned being on the board here at UWGLA. You're also the youngest person on the board. I didn't realize that. Okay. I thought, yeah, I think we had mentioned that previously, but, um, well, you are, so there you go. Um, are there any challenges that you think come with that role? I I think of it more, more as an opportunities. I think the board has been very welcoming and if anything, there's an emphasis and a focus on really the next generation and legacy and um, thinking about, you know, how do we want to continue to have this organization evolve? So it's been a very welcoming environment. And I think that um, we've had so many discussions about millennials and the younger generation and how we're going to engage them and what we need to do differently, even through marketing or whatever else that we need to do through different events. And I think it's great to be able to be a voice on the board. And it, I, I certainly don't think of it as a challenge, but it's more inspirational to be sitting there with all these very accomplished people and to be able to have a voice and a seat at the table. So do they ever look at you like, oh, Amy or Caroline knows knows what's going on with the, with the young ones? She can sort of guide us in the right direction? Well, I think some of them may have uh, children, maybe similar age and, mm. and whatnot, and... But it, it's different, and I, I think they want to definitely understand, you know, how do we engage these folks? How do we engage millennials? How do we, like, you know, what can we do where United Way is a lasting legacy? So I, I definitely feel that there's an open dialogue and that um, people are very much interested in just learning and evolving. And I think that's very, it's very important for all boards, nonprofits, or corporate boards to be able to evolve. Bouncing off of that, Amy, we know that you've been involved with the Linked Learning Program, which is a combination of academics, technical skills, and work-based learning opportunities for high school kids across the county. What inspired your work? Well, I feel like I've had a, I've been fortunate to have a lot of opportunities in my life to see different things, um, learn about all kinds of different things, and I know that especially in less uh, economically privileged areas you don't necessarily have those opportunities. And this seems to be a way that you can help them with that, especially with, um, like you were talking about the three pillars, the homelessness, the financial stability, and the education. This is sort of, well, I guess my pet cause sort of is is financial literacy in a sense. And I feel like people um, shouldn't be as afraid of math as they are sometimes. Granted, not everybody needs to learn calculus, of course, but basic math is is very important in everyday life. I mean, you go to the grocery store and you need to know whether it's better to buy 
this brand for, you know, three for five dollars or that brand for however much. And you need basic math for that or to figure out, you know, can can this paycheck cover this rent or whatever. It's uh, inspiring to work with youth and and sort of open up the world to them and, and show them other opportunities that are out there. I'm with you, definitely. We're recording this April 14th, so tomorrow's tax day. I personally was sort of scrambling at the last minute, getting all my finances in order, because unfortunately that's not a skill that a lot of us acquire in school, whether it's at the grade level or in college. It's sort of this very, very dear life skill that you don't encounter until maybe it's too late. And so it's it's really wonderful to hear that there are people who feel motivated to sort of look back and, and give a helping hand to say, hey, this is a true integral thing about how to be an adult. Let's make sure you know how to do it. And so, Amy, since you did talk about the three main pillars, these are the three main ways in which the United Way works to combat poverty, whether that's homelessness, whether that's financial literacy, or it's education. So it really seems like you have something that you're very passionate about. Caroline, is there a pillar that resonates with you most? Well, it's hard to choose one out of three very important issues, but I think if I were to put them in order, I would say education, uh, because that starts from a very young age. And I think that uh, a lot of times people don't have the same opportunities that others do, and I and and that really, there is no reason for that um, other than, you know, one person is born in this household, another person is born in different households. And I think that uh, being able to educate the youth and give them hope and give them really dreams and um, a way to be able to uh, live a better life, I think is something that's very inspirational to me. And uh, But I have to say, living in downtown LA and uh, really interacting with the homeless and um, you know, there, I think there's over 40,000 homeless people here in downtown and, uh, or in, in LA in general. And, um, after a while, when you're walking around, they're not just another number, it's actually a person and it's a familiar face that you see every day. And so I have to say the United Way is doing an amazing job of really going to the top key issues that are affecting our city. But I would, of the three, I would probably say education is more of my passion. Without access to a quality education, kids born into poverty are likely to remain there for their entire lives. That's changing. Thanks to partners like you, 47% of Los Angeles County kids are now graduating, meeting the requirements for the University of California and Cal State systems, compared to just 38% in 2011. Plus, just this year, the high school graduation rate has increased to 79%. As the child of two teachers, that's I I recognize that. Um, I don't think any of us would be here without education at all. You're also both part of the Emerging Leaders Cabinet. And what has that experience been like, speaking about education and sort of uh, a mentorship role? 
So the Emerging Leaders Cabinet is a group that we have here at the United Way of Greater Los Angeles that brings together inspiring leaders from different areas that really want to contribute and shape the community that they live in. It's been um, a very educational experience meeting a lot of people in different industries that are also passionate about homelessness, education, etc. So it's interesting to learn what their life is like, what their professions are like, how we can use those skills together to spread the word about what United Way is doing. Yeah, I would agree. I think as we get more senior in our roles, we tend to be more siloed in our industries. Mm -hmm. And it's great to be able to interact with folks from all different um, walks of life and also uh, be here together with one, you know, common cause. And I, I would have to say the passion and the enthusiasm in the group is just, is just like all time high. So it's great. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's very different from, I think some of the other groups that I've seen. And, um, it's just a very fun group in terms of the, the networking, in terms of the mentorship. I think, a lot of times these type of environments are some of the best environments where it's just a very natural way to be able to talk to people and and not feel like it's something that's formal, just very informal and very fun and just a way where you can have a relationship with somebody else. So it's this sort of platform or meeting point for people from all different walks of life and different backgrounds to really come together and create change um, on issues that affect us most. That's wonderful. And so Emerging Leaders, you guys, you don't just donate your time. You also donate at least $1,000 annually to the Pathways Out of Poverty Fund. I have a question. Is there anything particular that you would like to see as a result of your generous contribution? Well, ideally, we wouldn't have people living on the streets of Los Angeles. Everyone would have a home, um, a stable home where they can not have to worry about that, and then they can deal with everything else in their life, work, education, their family, etc. I have some stats here. So I, um, as of June of 2015, we've housed over 2,150 homeless, 4,000 vets, and 8,000 chronically homeless. So I think we've done a tremendous job, and I would just like to see that work just continue on. Very prepared. Yeah, <laughs> I had to look that up. No, that's true. We have made um, enormous strides. We were lucky enough to sit down with Chris Coe, who is the Director of Homeless Initiatives for our sister organization, Home for Good. We had a really enlightening conversation around the state of homelessness. And we really have, just as you demonstrated, Caroline, have come very far in this fight. But like you said, Amy, there are still people living on the street. And so it's it's happening, but there is still so much more left to do, definitely. And so, Caroline, you're also on the board of trustees of the Asian Pacific Women's Center. Can we discuss philanthropy within the Asian and Pacific Islander communities? Are there any specific things that come with working with this population? Actually, I was on the board, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would be misspeaking if I could just keep talking about the issues in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that generally uh, the first generation, there's a lot of issues around shame, the culture of shame. And so there's a lot of need that goes unmet because people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you're dealing with the API community, you want to be able to have culturally sensitive 
um, organizations that understand the culture and understand how to talk to the potential people that need help. One of the wonderful things about APWC was that I think we had language um, capabilities of like nine or ten different languages. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a domestic violence victim organization. Mm -hmm. So when they called in, that they wouldn't feel uncomfortable if they couldn't speak English. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, positive things happening within the community. And I think there's becoming more and more interest in philanthropy. But it's a real, it's an education process. On both sides of the coin. For people who want to contribute to the cause and for also those who maybe seeking help and resources. Right. So attacking it from essentially both sides. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Any um, last final words on how to inspire the next generation of people who want to really make a difference, sort of the youth and how they can contribute? I think the Emerging Leaders Program is very valuable for that. There's a lot of networking opportunities, like Caroline mentioned. And aside from the uh, helping with the Pathways Out of Poverty Fund, we also give our time for various volunteer events and also some socializing as well. So, Are there any volunteer events that you, you want to mention? What sort of endeavors have you guys undertaken? There have been some where we adopted a school and we painted some murals there to beautify the campus, uh, planted some flowers. There was one that we, we were repainting their ticket booth for their, for their theater and their green room. I think we have an opportunity coming up where we are packing lunches in a few weeks. So that's the next thing to look forward to. Nice. So it's a real melange of you've got some career opportunities with the networking, but you're actually on the ground helping youth, helping adults, helping the homeless. And at the same time, you're able to see the financial ramifications of your donation. It's a nice three-hitter. Yeah, I would just say it's a great way to love the city. Mm -hmm. So we all live in the city, and um, every part of the city affects us. So um, if you feel, you know, like there's not enough being done, definitely anybody can come out and contribute. So... Um, there's tons of opportunities, um, and I think through all the different things that United Way is doing, you can find something where you feel like, okay, this is where I feel a connection to my city. So, you know, don't hesitate. We're a very friendly group of people. Just come out and, and just try to, you know, support the city, and, and I think um, through that, just L.A. becomes a much better place for everybody to live. There you go. Heard it here first. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, ladies. This is very enlightening. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. Talk to us. Thank you.